0: Hello, welcome to Zero to Hero, the special lean canvas model edition. In this particular episode, we're going to be talking about key metrics, key performance indicators, essentially what you need to be knowing about your business so that the money can be flowing for your business.
1: And to me, like how you measure if a key is good or not is just if it unlocks the door, right? I mean, it's pretty simple. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's true. Like,
1: yeah, That's the metric. Does it open or not? Yeah. Okay. And does it have flames on it? Have you seen the ones with flames? Anyways, yeah. Michael, what's a key metric?
0: So key metrics, I believe, are more metrics that are showing like the overall health of your business. So these are things you're going to want to track consistently on a broad scale, whereas key performance indicators are often things that are specific actions and results in different parts of your business that help you get a better grip on the data. So the difference between, um, selling, uh, cups of coffee and we always track how many different cups of coffee we sell uh, versus uh, we invited people out to a special coffee tasting event and we invited this many people and this many people came. And based off of that, we then get a percentage of how many people do we need to invite in the future if we're hoping to get X amount of people. So uh, essentially, yeah, just more broad metrics that Help us know where we are versus metrics that teach us how a certain aspect of our business works.
1: A Um, really good example that I found on this random website that you know Google helps, but it says metrics include like monthly store visits, white paper downloads, whereas KPIs are um, targeted new customers per month. So it's yeah, like you said, the broad to narrow. Yeah, one is. What's the general direction one is indicating of like how things are going sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. The the indicator is the one that has indicator in the name.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 I just, even the word like key phrase, key performance indicators, it really just sounds really crazy and hard to follow.
1: It's a, it's a jargon block. Yeah.
0: But you know, when I think about like what that really means, it's what, were the kind of often I'd see the actions that are tracked uh, on a specific area would be like actions that you control and results that you hope to come from the actions that you're doing, and then that really just teaches you what's working into what degree. So an example I used for a recent seminar we did when we were talking about uh, spe- specifically the key performance indicators was. How many people i literally dm'd on instagram to invite to come out to the seminar and then uh the results based key performance indicator which was how many people actually came to the seminar and then from that you can use those numbers and say okay i invited 50 people directly and we had 16 people come and so then i know if i wanted 32 people in the next one there's a good chance oh i would just take the learnings from the other one and say well i need to invite 50 more people uh, does that make sense i hope it does mm.
1: yeah I, I like to think of it as uh one is the the raw material and one is the the lesser yeah
0: the result well, like the yeah
1: like uh an example with decaffeinated is you know we have 200 cars drive through our drive through in a day or something and you know we sell this many drinks cuz sometimes you know in an order and, and then maybe like this many uh also buy a pastry or also buy a bagel or something and so the metric is just how many people came through the drive through the key performance indicator is more like what's the conversion on that what's you know, the the cost per wheels, that would be a yeah. fun, uh, fun one. Yeah,
0: or, or it could be like, uh, if we were to take that same analogy of like the seminar invites versus the people that came, yep. it's like, okay, we had 300 people go through the drive-through, that's awesome. That's, we're constantly tracking that. But what if there was for this specific week, there was a push to say, uh, for everyone that's going through, you ask them if they would like to add on a uh, muffin. And so
1: then. Or if they want to leave a Google review.
0: Or a Google review. <laughs> and then we would say, like, ask how many people did we ask to leave a Google review? How many more people than normal added a Google review? And then that teaches us a little new part of. A new tool we have
2: yeah so as someone who basically lives in the social media world kpis uh, that means keep performance and cares that's what we call them in the biz um, they are everywhere and depending on who you're talking to you're to right here a lot of different advice about how many kpis you should be tracking uh, which ones matter which ones don't so whenever you're first getting into it we really recommend keeping things simple you do not need to be tracking a thousand things or hundreds of no, things please or don't dozens of things literally you just need like the bare seven yeah it did, well <laughs> maybe not that <laughs> that's a bit much just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just the key things to let you know you're going in the right direction of where you want to be so for example um as the marketing guy for becaffeinated my overall goal with our social media is i wanted to grow I want to get bigger but other goals within that are i want our community to be more engaged i want our community to care about what we're posting and so some easy things i can go for for that are obviously from social media there are so many different data points uh, points you can pull uh, um, pull from that there's so much you can analyze and so much you can try to interpret but really all that i need to know is how many people are engaging with our post And what those posts contain that's like leading to them engaging and being able to track that So my kpis can just be stuff like okay, how many people? liked, shared, bookmarked, comment on this. That's my engagement. That's my engagement point like, okay, we got this much engagement. My goal though is I want to boost that. So then you can start looking at like, okay, I made 10 posts this week. That's a lot of posts, (laughs) but let's just say you did. And you can kind of go like, okay, this post got this me, this post got this me, this post got this me. What made these succeed? What made that one not do so good, basically.
1: I think the really important distinction to make, like going along with what you're saying is, um, a key metric is how many people are following be But um, just worrying about that isn't the full story. Mm-hmm. Like you can buy followers. You can cheat followers. Like there's a lot of sketchy ways you can get more followers. So it's not necessarily the number itself that matters because followers are just you know a number. But like Nate was saying, if you get the KPI, the key performance indicator on top of that, which is. Of our seven thousand followers, how many are actually engaging with the content? How many are answering our story polls? How many are commenting on our posts? When we release new merch, how many are actually like buying the merch? If we release a new drink in the moment, how many people are trying trying those drinks in the moment? Um, and it's so it's kind of like taking the raw material, like I said, and and uh, manufacturing it into a usable indicator
2: exactly and a big thing in the social media world that i see a lot and i i have my thoughts about this is kind of like using data as like a word salad where a lot of times you'll see people throw throughout these like crazy numbers um you know line go up basically means you're doing good kind of mentality of like okay here's all these different data points of like you got this much of this you got this much of this and a lot of times like that is just unhelpful (laughs) it doesn't actually mean anything word vomit Yeah, exactly. Like Chris is saying, just because you're getting a ton of followers doesn't mean those followers are going to your coffee shop. I have seen examples, I'm not gonna say names or anything like that, but I've seen examples of small businesses where they have like follower bases that are larger than like the populations of the towns they are in and stuff like that. So it's like, how does that transfer to them actually Mm -hmm. making profits off of that? So yeah, you want to be paying attention, not just to like how big the number is, but how does that number actually impact? Impact your business and how is that number helping you get to the goals that you have?
1: A good example, as well, is so there's a local uh, nonprofit and also uh, business. So the nonprofit is Nuga Queen Bee. Michael actually designed their logo, which is cool. Um, and then they have Nuga Honeypot, which is their like more businessy Instagram, but it's basically uh, a local woman named Carmen who does beekeeping and she's trying to. Uh, help minorities, women, and LGBTQ community kind of get involved with beekeeping because, you know, typically it's old white dudes that are doing it and don't really want to have other people involved, unfortunately. Um, And so she had this reel go insanely viral on Nougat Honeypot uh, and like Jamie Lee Curtis shared it and like a bunch of this random stuff. And she went from like a couple thousand followers to, I think she's over 100,000 followers now. Um, and we were talking the other day and she's, she was sharing how um, she's like, I don't really know how to best capitalize now on all of these followers I have. Uh, and she's like, I am making, you know, some money on selling stuff cause she makes really cool candles and beeswax stuff and just really cool stuff. Y'all should go check out her website and dig into it. Um, but yeah, it was just a really interesting kind of thought journey on, you know, kind of in making a million one of the options i think it was one of the ones we actually did was we got a viral video we have a starting number of followers so then Mm -hmm. how do you take that boon and convert it into a kpi so the key metric is i have over a hundred thousand followers now how do i get the kpi that i want of you know conversion of followers to buying soaps or candles or whatever um so that's the things you have to worry about so Uh, What are some key metrics that matter and some KPIs that matter that are good for small businesses? Examples include, like we already talked about, followers on social media, cost per click, conversion rates on websites. Um, It could be if you have a newsletter, how many people open your newsletter, click-through rates. Uh, I wish Dylan was here. He's really good at talking about these with small businesses. What are Mm -hmm. some other key metrics that are good?
0: Uh, Well, I I would say even just thinking about... um, So for the solopreneurs out there, uh, or if you're just uh, in a really tight spot of your business, uh, I I think different times might push you to have different, especially key performance indicators. Um, So an example is like if you're in a really happy place with your business and you're making enough sales and you're doing enough stuff you're also probably going to be investing in a lot of things that are good for the overall health of the business. So you'll track different KPIs. Um, So an example would be like, if you're super focused on like long-term growth of social media, you're probably in a good place with your business where you're not worried about making paychecks in the next two weeks to a month. You're like, uh, yeah, we're able to invest in this cool thing over here that will increase the bottom line, but like gradually over time versus if you're like, oh crap, my car broke at the same time that taxes I had to pay and uh, everything else changes, your KPIs all of a sudden become like laser focused, which might be how many people did I individually reach out to uh, and and try and set something up for a sale or uh, a project, for, for a design project or whatever. Um, and then during those times, the KPIs can become like Death Star laser focused. Uh, so back in my guitar Uh, Voice teaching days. Whenever I had students move away, it was a military town. So, whenever I had like six military students leave and then other people like moved off to college or whatever, and I'm like, crap, I had a full teaching roster and now I'm 10 students down. My KPIs, even though I did at the time, I didn't call them that, were, were my biggest channels at the time were playing shows. If I played a show, I got a student. If I played at a church, I got a student. If I walked around with my guitar, I got a student. And so, I was like, how many shows can I play this month? How many uh, churches can I play this month? And how many times can I walk around town with my guitar and just see what crazy things happen? And uh, during those times, knowing what had worked in the past, by using uh, those things, I was able to say, cool, I'm going to create a goal of I want 10 students by the end of the month. And by using my uh, KPIs around uh, shows played, churches played at, and walked around with a guitar— I was able to reach that goal really easy whenever I super needed it. So I think there's that side of it of like, sometimes you just need to death star laser focus the most few important things and forget everything else. And then in the happy and like good times, you can focus on how to strengthen your position so you hopefully don't get to that place later. That was just a personal tip
2: that that's really great michael too because that goes into the fact of like um as we mentioned before listening to like any of these sites or anything they're trying to like have like these hundreds of kpis stuff like that there is no one size fits all when it comes to kpis every single business is going to have very different ideas of what their metrics are for analyzing their growth because every business has different goals and different attributes that are playing onto it so Yeah, just as you're like creating your kpis keep that in mind that they need to be catered towards you Not what anybody's telling you they should be Or not what you think they should be because it's what other people are doing and needs to be for your business
1: I uh, I think it's fun to think about too a your everything's gonna change as you grow like Uh when we first opened at our first key metric was can we break? 100 tickets in a day Mm-hmm and we broke it in like the second day, <laughs> but it was awesome. We were like, Oh my God, that's a hundred people that came by. That's so crazy. Uh, and so then it, you know, it went up from there and uh, one of our metric became how, how high can we get the ticket average? So like, um, you know, if the average is, you know, five fifty, can we get up to seven? And you do that by getting people to add on stuff like muffins and pastries and getting a, you know, an extra large drink instead of a small or whatever. Um, And then the key metrics became um, social media related. Can we get a thousand followers? Can we get two thousand? Can we get five thousand? Can we get seven thousand? You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's just a fun change. So I would say, maybe my final tip for this is find the ones you care about, but find a fun one too. Figure out a fun key metric that's like, gamify your key metrics. Yeah. Like find, find one that you're like, it's almost like a game. And you're like, oh man, did I reach it today? Cause Doug and I, when it was just the two of us, so we, we use, uh, we used point for a while and Mint, but we also, we, we eventually switched to square, but all of them have like, uh, you know, transactions this day and all that. And so, I mean, we were obsessive about it. We'd just be refreshing it. Even though we like had been sitting there for 30 minutes with no cars, we're like, oh, did we get another? Wait, we're the only ones here, you know? Um, but that, that was, almost became a game. It reached a point where it was actually bad for our mental health and we had to stop <laughs> yeah. doing it, um, but that's a different story. Um, yeah, find one that's fun and you care about whether that's followers, whether that's you know, um, <sighs> Facebook followers, Facebook likes. I don't know. It could even be... How many Subarus can we get to come by our spot? Or <laughs> how many people with purple hair can we get to come inside the store? Um, you know, it could be really fun ones. But find stuff that's fun because, like, business is already hard. It's already challenging. You're going to have your key metrics that, like, actually matter. But find a couple, even just one, that you can just have fun with and just uh, make yourself be not as serious.
2: Yeah, at Becafne, we have several, like, um, I'd call them, like, feel-good uh, KPIs, stuff like our give back program and how many nonprofits we were able to help, uh, how much money we we're able to give to them, um, how many people were able to like give like drink coupons and stuff like that. But like those don't really have like, I mean, they do have an impact on the business and like it's perception. But on paper, they aren't like, oh, you're growing your coffee sales or anything like that. But they're still fun to track and they show that we're doing mm. the good uh, a good job in.
1: Yeah. On, on that. Okay. So, one of the biggest asks that Becaffeinated gets that I, I'm adamantly against <laughs> is a loyalty program. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you that love caffeinated, this is why you'll never get one. <laughs> the place I used to work at, Javamo's, had a point system of cards. Every drink you bought gave you a point. You could trade in 10 points for a free drink. It was cool. I liked it. Except for when something went wrong. And it bred this... Dramatic sense of entitlement with the customers and they got really nasty and really upset if the machine was down they would get like aggressive and then uh, managers were the only ones that could Add or subtract points to cards. So like You could only fix it if the manager was there. And then it got to, okay, well, write down my points on a sticky note and then just leave it there. And I'll, the next time a manager's, and so it just got, it got bad. And it's supposed to be a fun, rewarding thing. And it became this entitled, gross, toxic, not fun thing for anyone involved. So when we opened Becaffeinated, Doug and I were like, "Mm, we're not doing that. So instead, this is partially because of that, but partially because of just how we want to do it. And don't take advantage of this our baristas are fully allowed to give away a drink at their discretion, Um, sometimes even pastries. Um, If they see someone is crying in the drive-through, if they see they're upset, if they just think it would really impact their day, they're allowed to hand it out for free, no questions asked. Um, There's questions after like 100 in a day, you know? (laughs) But no, that's never happened. But uh, so we, instead of doing like a true and blue loyalty program, decided to let our baristas handle that themselves. And part of our training is the conversation where I say you are allowed to give out drinks to people as long as it's for a reason. Um, And that reason could literally just be to make somebody stay. Um, So it's a, some people call it a spontaneous loyalty program. Um, We we had a point where at one point in our history where I, people were required to hand out a certain amount per week. Um, And that was fun just to like, Hey, you have to give out, this many drinks by this week and that's a fun key guy so um for those of you with businesses that have employees as well it's really fun to get them involved uh Jess with the pottery place was telling me that um she has her employees place bets on their daily sales of the pottery place and like over under sort of stuff and so that not only is that fun for them but it gets them involved and in like now they're gonna try and sell an extra tree because they like want to get to the total that they said it would be you know <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so just get them involved make it fun and just get creative because like you know if a drink costs us I mean I'm not gonna say how much it, costs. it doesn't cost us as much as it as a lot of people think but it's also way more than a lot of people think I feel like um, but that cost is well worth the smile the joy the happiness that the customer feels and also that the barista feels and being able to hand that out um, and also them feeling that empowerment and them knowing that like they get to work at a place that like <laughs> I worked at McDonald's and they literally had a clipboard where they would go through this little trash can in the kitchen for all of the things that people threw out and they would mark every single hash brown burger patty Buying anything that was messed up, and they kept track of every single one. And if it didn't match with what was there, they're like, "All right, somebody's stealing." <laughs> like that's not yeah. a fun environment. So just flipping that on its head. It's like,
0: yeah. No, and I think that's really cool about like connecting the KPI to employees and helping them feel empowerment. Uh, an example: when I was the manager at the Chat State location, um, at one point we hadn't broken a hundred sales in a day. And I noticed we got kind of close one time. And so <laughs> I, I was much. like, oh, I got everyone involved. I told all the, all the baristas. And then it was also like a fun way to get the community involved in terms of I literally one day I was like, today is the day. We're going to break 100. And uh, and so then I just walked around the campus and told people like, hey, uh, we're cel- so <laughs> I said, I did it kind of a weird way. But I was like, uh, we're celebrating hitting our first hundred sales in a day at the Chatlist state location. We haven't done it yet, but I'm hoping today's the day <laughs> Do you want to come help be a part of this momentous occasion. And it was like a funny way to do it, but a lot of people got a kick out of it and then they would get their friends to come out and be like, Oh, come on, let's go. Let's mm. all go get it. And, uh, so we, we hit that. Yeah. I remember I, I, <laughs> we hadn't, we weren't there yet. And Nate was actually the guy, uh, took over for the rest of the day and got and, uh, pulled us to the finish line. Ooh. So that was, a uh, I super fun. That. yeah. Yeah, so that was a good one. Uh, so that was a fun use of, of a KPI for the day. But a uh, final tip from me on uh, key metrics and KPIs, something we already said, I'm just going to reiterate because I think it's that important, is uh, keep it simple. Keep it really simple. Um, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, <laughs> I would say this is one of those things like similar to to learn. To developing habits, tracking these things for your business is a habit. So, just in the same way that it's really hard to all of a sudden go from not working out, eating good uh, daily, meditating, and whatever all at once to from from nothing to doing all of those right away, in the same way for your business, you're gonna have a lot more probability of success and sustainability if you throw start tracking a few key metrics and start tracking those few important KPIs uh, than it is to do a bunch all at once. Like find the few that are going to matter, keep track of them, and build over time gradually.
1: And it's really important. Like knowledge is power. I mean, GI Joe, knowledge is half the battle. It's kind of cheesy, but it's super true. And keeping track of that data and knowing how to analyze it is really important. Uh, my wife has an accounting degree and has been an accountant and financial analyst and planner and stuff. And um, she's been helping us develop a budget, both, um, like forecasting budget and also just what we've kind of gone through and like what percentage we spend on this and that or whatever. Um, and it's really impactful to see, for example, how much money, like what percentage goes to our labor costs, what percentage goes to our cost of goods sold, what percentage goes to rent like 6.4% of everything we make goes to rent. So for every dollar we bring in six and a half cents of that goes to rent. Mm -hmm. Um, so just like putting stuff on that is really impactful and also really makes you think. And you can see like layering numbers where you're like, hmm, that seems like a lot for that. And then you can dig into those and try and figure out why. Um, and then it also can tell you where you have some room to wiggle. So if your costs of goods sold are really low, then can you get like a slightly better product that will actually lead to more sales and become more of a premium version um, if your cost you is high are sold are really high, can you like, can you make a, um, uh, what's, what's the word? Can you do a cheaper version and it doesn't mm. actually affect anything? Oh, uh, a substitute? Yeah, basically. Uh, it starts with a C, but it's the different word. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know what that word is. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll think of it tonight yeah. when I'm asleep at two in the morning. <laughs> um, and then can't, uh, my brain's just thinking that word compromise (laughs) yes compromise Uh, can you make a compromise compromise and you know replace it with something that doesn't affect the quality of the product but it's still cheaper uh, whether it's cups or whatever Um, and then uh, yeah just figuring out what matters keeping track of those and then putting them in a system where you can really understand and see where you're growing where you're not growing because that can actually dictate you know all of your other strategies so And what shops or businesses, like if you have more than one place, like what's doing well, what's not doing well. When I rolled out this drink, did it sell? Did it not sell? Why is that digging into it? I mean, there's so many variables you can dig into and just trying to figure out which one is the most important at the time. That's the hard part.
2: Yeah, so a big thing I want to mention too is that KPIs are really good for accountability. A big thing that we hear all the time, I think, that people are struggling with with their business is just developing a sense of accountability and make sure that they get stuff done. So having that metric of, I really want to achieve this. And it can be for crazy stuff not just like sales and things like that where you have limited power but like i mentioned in another episode we just said um about like guerrilla marketing and how like i do stuff like i'll go r- like ride a bike around town and give out free drinks and stuff like that where that sounds really cool and that's easily something though that i could go eh, i don't really feel like doing that today or uh it's i have other other stuff going on this week but when you have that metric of like hey go interact with people or i need to like go give out 10 free drinks this week on the bike or something like that. Now that's a goal that I want to achieve. And it makes sure that you go out and you actually do that. And the result is you get really big results.
1: And it's it is again it's gamifying your actions. The part of the really hard part of being a business owner is typically you don't have a boss to tell you what to do. Um and the way we run most of our uh kind of management level spots is like me and Doug are technically everyone's bosses, but we don't really necessarily tell people what to do we more just have a group session like i don't really tell nate what to do anymore i just say hey what are you doing (laughs) and he sometimes tells me and sometimes doesn't and that's great Uh, and uh but yeah so just understanding the difference between tangible and intangible benefits and return on investment uh, like nate Nate said you're not going to necessarily see a it's kind of like a billboard right like there's no way for you to know how many people come to you because of that billboard unless you ask every single customer is, hey, did you come here because of that billboard? And that's not practical. Um but you still buy a billboard, right? So why are you worried about everything else that's intangible? Mm -hmm. Like that that's a yeah, get past that belief. Um so yeah, do it. Go do it. Go do it today. Go do do it tomorrow. Unlock the keys. Use
0: the keys to unlock other doors that have keys in them. The key metric of opening tomorrow.
1: I think that does it. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.